Welcome, everyone, to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Terry Jack here, and I hope you are having an amazingly blessed day, truly just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Miss Candy Valentino, who at the age of 19 years old with no degree, no corporate background, and no money, actually started a successful company, scaled it, and sold it. And she's done it time and time again. For over 20 years, she's been a serial entrepreneur and real estate investor who has built massive wealth. And she's here to talk to us today about the wealth habits you need to learn to take advantage of an amazingly financial abundant life full of service, full of impact and income. I'm telling you, I really enjoyed this episode with Candy. She is a powerhouse. She has her amazing book, Wealth Habits, and a live workshop going on. So depending on when you're listening to this, if you hear this right when it comes out, she has a live workshop going down on January 18th, Wednesday. So go to candyvalentino.com and register. If you're listening to it after January 18th, well, no worries. Pick up a copy of her book. But regardless, guys, you guys are going to love this episode with Candy. She really drops hot fire on how to grow just wealth in many different regards. We also talk about being self-employed versus being a business owner. We talk about how to scale and sell a company and so many others. So share this with the friend who needs to hear this message and who wants to maybe build wealth. All right, y'all. That's how we continue to spread this message with more and more people. So after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Real quick, let me ask you a question. Are you a busy executive business owner or entrepreneur who feels like their brain is being pulled in a million different directions by trying to juggle all the competing priorities of the day? Trust me, I can relate if so. And especially after my recent carbon monoxide poisoning where I almost died, my brain needs all the help it can get. That is why I take Nootopia's nootropics. These things are amazing and they come in this sweet box and there's just tons of different nootropic formulas based on the different occasions. You have the Apex Blend, you have the Brain Flow, Mental Reboot, AM and PM, you got Upbeat, Zamner Juice, and much more. See, these nootropics are custom created based on your strengths, weaknesses, and goals and you take a different formula stack based on what you have on your calendar that day. So for me, if I'm recording a podcast, I take brain flow. If I'm you know, going out to a networking event, maybe I'll take Apex. So there's all these different formulas that I take based on the given situation and scenario. And really, I gotta say, one of the things that gives me so much confidence about Nootopia is they're actually formulated by one of the best, most recognized brain scientists out there 
currently to date who's formulating all of Newtopia's nootropics. So if you guys want to try these nootropics for yourself, you can go to newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle. And I got to say, one of the best parts about Newtopia is they actually stand behind their stuff. They have a one-year money-back guarantee. So literally, there's no risk for you to try them. And if you don't like them for whatever reason, you can send them back. And guys, if you know me in the Happy Hustle, you know I don't just push any products. This is something I actually use myself and I believe in. They're derived from natural ingredients and they're formulated to really help you boost your memory and cognitive performance. So check it out if you guys want to get that extra edge, both in your personal life and your professional life. I got to say, Newtopia is a game changer. So Newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle. Save yourself 10% and check them out today, baby. All right, let's get back to this episode. All right, Candy Valentino, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my friend. I am super excited to rock the mic with you. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I mean, you're a real estate investor. You're a serial entrepreneur. You're a speaker. You're a podcaster. You're a best-selling author. But you're a happy hustler, girl, through and through. I mean, you got it going on. And I'm really excited to share with the happy hustlers your wealth habits to achieve that financial abundance and impact in the process. But before we get into all that good stuff, Candy, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? Mm, So I'm really not that interesting, but I'll give you something that's maybe unusual. Um, I learned to drive a car when I was seven. So that's a very unusual Whoa. thing. Uh, my dad was a mechanic. Most people know my backstory by this point. And so I learned to drive a car when I was seven years old. And uh, that's definitely unusual. Don't know if it's interesting, but it's unusual. Yeah, that, that's really, I mean, unusual and interesting. Fun fact, my dad is also a mechanic, had a mechanic oh. business. We have a couple of things in common when I was doing a little research. Um, also, we both dove deep into Tony Robbins audiobooks early on oh in our goodness. childhood, which sculpted our, our path, I'm sure, greatly. Um, but, you know, I, I want to just stay there just for a second. With the backstory, you come from very humble roots. And by humble, I just want to, like, tell the happy hustlers, like, you grew up in a trailer on government assistance in a very small town. And that, like, from where you started to where you are now is such an inspiring journey. And it's one that I know had its adversities. It, it you know, it was not always peaches and cream for candy, right? And, and, and nor for me either. I'm, I'm curious, around the most pivotal point, it sounded like it was in your early teens when you really started to get into business and entrepreneurship. What do you remember most about that pivot from poverty to, okay, I can do what I want and I can make it happen. What do you remember most about that, that transitional period? Yeah. So I remember most that, you know, my view of the world, we are, we're only exposed to what we know, right? I had teenage parents. Life was more about survival than it was intention. You know, growing up in a trailer on government assistance, not really having conversations about money, unless it was something that we couldn't do or afford or have. And so the, the, the moment was truly when I was 15 and hearing a Tony Robbins infomercial. And I don't tell the story a lot. I think a few people know it if they're in the Tony, Tony space, but I don't tell it a lot. Um, 
but it, it was just hearing him talk on a 19, you know, it was the late nineties. Well, mid nine, mid nineties at that point, um, you know, like 1995, 96, somewhere in that range. And just hearing that we, you know, whether it was him saying it or it was what I felt, I still never was able to distinguish the difference, but what I felt in the moment is that we're not a product of our circumstances that we do get to choose. We can't choose what was done to us. We can't choose our circumstances or where we are in this point right now, but we get to choose what's next. And it was that Mm. moment that I, it just resonated. It just, that's the only thing I can explain. It was just like, oh my gosh, that's right. I had no real reason to believe that with my external world, but my internal world told me everything about that was correct. And so I just decided, as opposed to seeing the proof of why everyone says you can't do something or you're not capable or who do you think you are, I just chose in that moment to look for something different. Let's look for the people who have done it. Let's look for the the names on the list mm. that have accomplished, even with adversity. And I started setting my sights on the very few people that I was aware of. Like, I remember one of the very first people was Oprah Winfrey, because I had heard at the time that like, mm-hmm. you know, she had a very abuse, she had a, you know, she was abused as a child, you know, suffered from sexual abuse, a lot of similar things. And I was like, well, if she just went and did all of this great stuff, like at least there's one person that I was able to know that was on talk shows at the time that did something, even even though she had had great challenge in her life. So I just started viewing those people and realizing that someone's got to do it. So why not you? And I think that it was that one shift in the mm. way that I viewed it really changed everything and it really made everything then possible. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's powerful. Like it all starts in the mindset. Right. And I think for me too, just knowing, well, okay, someone out there has achieved the goal that I desire. Why not me? Why can't I recreate that success? And, you know, with technology, these, these mentors are not very far away. Like you can nowadays a little easier than when, you know, you were growing up, but like, you know, the, the, even the, the audio tapes, those were so pivotal. I would listen to Zig Ziglar every single time I got in my vehicle to, to just, you know, Zig, like what a legend, but I would listen to Zig all the time, every day. We called it auto university, just listen to Zig and Tony and some of these greats. And nowadays you can listen to their podcasts, read their books. But if you are stuck right now, seek clarity from someone who has what you desire and reverse engineer their success in the process. Now, I'm curious, you know, for you, you started your first business really before you could even drink. And I love that, you know, as a frame of reference, tell us just quickly. And I I know I don't usually go deep into it, but into the backstory piece, but I want to hear your first business and then kind of what got you into real estate? Because I know, like real estate is, you know, one of the great ways to achieve wealth. So talk to us about that first business and then how you transition into real estate. Well, the first business really came about because I wanted to be at first, I wanted to be the first person in my family that went to college because no one, my parents didn't graduate high school. My dad had a ninth grade education. My mom had to drop out of 10th grade to have me. So, you know, and nobody on both sides had had college education at that point. So I was thinking this will be great. I'll be the first. 
And I realized in my very first semester of classes, as I was taking a business class and asking my professor, like, you know, oh, this is so cool. You know, what business did you start? What company did you build? And he said, oh, I never, I haven't done that. I'm a teacher here. And I was like, (laughs) wait, what? Like, I was so let down and I couldn't, I couldn't just kind of like balance in my mind the fact that someone's going to be teaching me about business. I just spent my whole childhood inside of my dad's business every single day of my life because I got dropped off at his garage from the time I was five till I was 16 and learned so much about entrepreneurship and the struggle and what it really takes to build. And so there was just something that shifted and I was like, okay, this isn't for me. I'm going to go build a business. And I saw my dad, you know, Mm. we, we either have an example of what we should do in life or we have the antithesis. We have the example of what not to do or what we maybe don't want in our life. And so I saw my dad miss out on so much, like was never able to be around for anything that I did in school or just at home because he was working all the time. Because even though we think he had a business, he actually didn't. He had a job. He was self-employed. And so often Mm. I see people that think they're a business owner and they think they're an entrepreneur, but really they just have a glorified job that they have to show up to every day because they haven't built the machine that will generate income and generate revenue even without them trading time for it. So I realized that I don't want to do that. So So the opposite of that would be to create a big team and have a big business. So that's what I sought out to do. And it was really through just kind of like, you know, me being and taking a look at what doesn't exist in our area, what exists in other area, finding a market need and then building that business. Because I decided that rather than working forever, you know, I know this is probably an unusual thing like driving a car at seven, but when I was 19, I decided that I just want to do what I need to do for the next 20 years. And I want to retire by the time I'm 40. Like that was the goal I had in my mind, starting the very first business. So I built it. With the end in mind, I built it to exit from the name to the logo, to the way that I designed the company, the, the infrastructure, the organization, like everything was built that it was not me. It was an extension of me. It was an, its own entity that I could then sell and have an asset. And what really got me into mm. real estate investing was books because I don't have a degree or some fancy education either. I just read a lot of books, listened to a lot of information and, and basically just got what was available to me, which back then was a $20 book from The Millionaire Next Door and Think and Grow Rich and, you know, all of these books that were available then, which still have stood the test of time because the information is timeless because they're so good. Those were some mm-hmm. of the things that I did. You know, when I wanted to grow my company, I only knew a few people at that point that had done it. So I found a book on it. You know, um, from good to great was one of the books that was instrumental yep. in my company. You know, I I studied the Ritz Carlton brands. I studied Starbucks. I studied like a nerd all of these companies that did what I wanted to do. So then I could just see how to apply it. So I think the information I always say it's proof, right? Proof is all around us. We have people that are in our lives that maybe tell us why we can't, why we shouldn't, who do we think we are, and sometimes we use that as proof. But if you want to find proof that you can, 
there's people all around you that have also done it with less resources, less education, mm. less connections, and more challenges. So it's all what we focus on. That's why mindset isn't the whole piece, but it's the first piece. Because if we talk about the tactics and the strategies, but you don't have the mindset right, we're going to be swimming uphill together. If we get the mindset right, all the tactics and strategies are now easier to apply and implement. Because that's what's going to change your life. That's what's going to change your finances. That's what's going to change mm -hmm. your business. It's not some idea that you get by listening to the podcast. It's what you actually implement and execute after you get the idea and you shut off the podcast. That's what's going to change your life. And that's what most people miss. Mm. Amen. Amen, sister. I appreciate, <laughs> I mean, that, that blunt, you know, just give it to you straight mentality and, and, you know, you mentioned something that I want to double back on, which is self-employed versus business owner. And this is huge because I actually had to make this realization for my own business, my own self. Like there's a lot of happy hustlers out there, I'm sure, who have built the job for themselves and they're self-employed. I'd like for you to just maybe talk to those happy hustlers right now and maybe someone who's even they have a job, but then they want to have a business. Like what is the, you mentioned the system, like the, okay, how do I actually get away from trading time for money and, and leverage a system? You know, I'm reading process, the part of the EOS library, which is all about, you know, I'm sure you know the entrepreneurial operating mm -hmm. system and Gino's whole model, but this is like so important of a concept that I, I have to double back here and just kind of, extract some of your wisdom. How did you go from self-employed to business owner or were you ever self-employed and, and did you have to, no, you just went right to no. business owner. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so someone who is self-employed and wants yeah. to go to business owner, tell us how do we do that, Candy? So when I exited my last company in 2019, you know, for so long, for literally from 1999 to 2019, 20 years, I was behind the scene just building a business, building a brand, building a company, because the goal is to have something that's scalable, sustainable, and sellable. Those are the three mm. keys to having something that's an actual business. And then obviously solvency and profitability and so many pieces come from that. But when I kind of came to this, you know, space, if you will, being more front stage, I like to call it than behind mm -hmm. the scenes, I realized how so many people were glorifying, they, they were calling it entrepreneurship, but it was really self-employment is what they mm. were talking about, how you need to be the one to do the funnels and do the Facebook ads and show up for this and that. And I'm thinking like, this doesn't make any sense in my brain because all this is, is a job, you know, that you're going to then work for, and you are not going to build an asset. So when I started out, I looked at it completely different. Like I wanted to build an asset that I could sell on the other end of it. And most people don't realize that that's what building a business is or can be all about, but 85% yep. of all businesses will never sell. They'll, you'll never, 85% of all entrepreneurs will never exit. And mm. it's really because they didn't do a few key things in the beginning. I am so excited to share with you the latest Montana Mastermind Epic Adventure. Now, I will say, due to many requests, we are doing a winter edition of the Montana Mastermind Epic Adventures. This means if you want to come skiing and snowboarding in Montana this upcoming March 2023, 
you can apply to come and kick it with me in person, shred some pow pow, and just be around a like-minded, happy, hustling, badass entrepreneurs who are all making over six figures, who are heart-centered, and who actually care about infusing passion, purpose, and a positive impact into their daily existence. We have so many cool things lined up. In addition to just skiing and snowboarding on amazing mountain uh, Montana runs, we are going to be soaking at thermal hot springs. We are going to be doing some ice fishing and hiking and campfires and all sorts of cool activities. We're staying at a mountain mansion that is absolutely stunning. We have a professional chef who's going to be cooking up delicious are just amazing meals and we have business masterminding going on where we're going to just work through your adversities and your challenges as well as share other people's wins and your wins so that we can all learn from the collective wisdom just having fun mixing business with pleasure all in the beautiful montana wilderness i gotta say i love me some masterminds, and this one is going to be epic. So if you want in, apply today at kerryjack.com forward slash Montana. And I will say spots are very limited. We cannot take very many people in this winter edition. It's already got a lot of interest and a lot of people signed up. Um, and it's going to be a small intimate gathering. So if you want in, jump on it before 2023 ends or before 2023 starts, um, rather. So Jump on it, kerryjack.com forward slash Montana, and I hope to see you on the slopes in Montana soon. Peace and love, y'all. Let's get back to this episode. And so to me, it's more about, you know, making sure people are aware of that. If someone wants to be self-employed and you just love what you do and you want to do it for yourself, there is nothing wrong with that. I don't glorify being a founder or glorify being a business owner. It's just know what you're building. Know yeah. that you're either building a job that you show up for and you can get paid handsomely for it and not report to someone and take off when you want and work from the beach and do that. But if you want to build an asset that you get paid for on your time after you're done trading your time for money, and you want to be part of that 15% that has a chance to exit, you need to build the business with a different intentionality. And the sooner you do it, the greater the chance you have of actually exiting. Mm. Yeah, that is such a powerful takeaway. I mean, you said only 15% of people build a, a business that's sellable. Is that correct? The stat? 15% of all businesses ever started will ever exit or sell. They will just close or die with its owner because they haven't done the things to actually create an asset to either shell, sell the shares or they'll have an asset sell. Well, they'll just be selling equipment because there's no, there's nothing proprietary there to the business to be able to sell. And so that's the really key key thing is one, do you want that? And if you do want that, and you're having a realization while listening to this is like, holy crap, I haven't done that. I don't want a job. I do want to exit. Then there's a lot of things that you need to do in the beginning. Uh, it's basically what I walk entrepreneurs through is making sure that you're doing these things. So it can be scalable, sustainable, and sellable in the end. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I'm like, in the process right now, I just want to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit for all the happy hustlers. I've specifically been building my business, the happy hustle for entrepreneurs, 
and aspiring entrepreneurs to create that blissful work-life balance. And inside my business, I have, you know, the 10 alignments of being a happy hustler, my soul mapping framework to actually achieve that work-life balance, which a lot of people talk about it, but I actually have a system to do it. And I've done it for myself and others who have implemented it. Now, where I'm pivoting is to the B2B model to do exactly what Candy's talking about, create IP or a business that I can license or even potentially sell down the road. So this is interesting because I'd love to use myself as a quick case study. When you're talking about like the structure of a business, because this is, I think, where maybe you can get burned in the past or, or in the in the future if you don't set it up properly the first time. Do you recommend starting, let's say you're an influencer or a content creator, will you? And you have some type of IP that you could create a, a scalable entity around. Do you recommend like building a whole new structured LLC and, and then, you know, leveraging that IP underneath that? Is that how you recommend the entity structure? So it depends on where someone is, right? If you mm -hmm. currently have a job and you have another business already, and now you're trying to create IP or something proprietary, it's always great to have that IP, what's proprietary, live in its own separate holding company, if you will, mm -hmm. um, because then it, there's so many tax advantages and ways that you can separate them and they can rent and lease and license off of each other. And so that's a yeah, you know, level 10 conversation yeah, that I think exactly. might be too much for here. But um, but really the most important parts when you want to build something that is scalable and that maybe you have an intention to exit, one, you've got to build it with that intent. And it's mm. really going to revolve around a few different things. It's going to revolve around people, making sure that you have people in your organization that are either providing the services or writing the contract, Wh whatever your company or your business is, if you ever want it to be outside of you, you've got to get people around you. You got to get the right seats in the right, and you know, the right butts in the right seats. Yeah. You got to make sure that you are focusing on your strengths as the entrepreneur and hiring all of the other weaknesses to fill those roles, yep. making sure that your organizational chart is clear and knowing who does what. And I don't know who said this, but there's, there's a quote that I've heard before that says the clue is that the who can't be you. <laughs> so when you really <laughs> want to scale with people, the who in your organization can't be you. So the goal is to constantly replace yourself in every mm. role, every task, everything that you do. And what I see, especially early entrepreneurs, they have this controlitis disease where they yeah. think they can do it the best and that they're the ones that have to do it. And when you're in that frame of mind, just know that you're actually preventing yourself from scale. You're preventing yourself from growth because the faster you can hire someone that can do it even 70 or 80% as well as you can. And I would offer that there's going to be people that can do it a heck of a lot better than you can. You just haven't found them yet. Yeah. My goal was to hire every single person that in their role did their job better than I ever could do. Mm. And that's when you build a team. It's like the head coach of the 49ers doesn't try to find somebody that's a quarterback, but not as good as he was. Like they want to find the best quarterback that plays the game, the best running back. Like that's how you win Super Bowls. And if you want to be, and I don't even know sports, but that I can only relate it to business <laughs> in that regard, but when it comes to team, but when you want to win the Super Bowl of business, if you will, and be part of that 15% that ever gets the ring, you've got to structure the business accordingly. Now, 
The first step is to deciding which role you are in the business. Mm. Are you actually the entrepreneur? So many times I work with entrepreneurs that are really self-employed that are actually the talent. They're the artist. They're Mm. not the entrepreneur. But for some reason, social media has glamorized entrepreneurship and everybody thinks that it's like a chip to wear, that that's what they should be. And it's it's a lot of hats. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of weight to carry. So if you don't enjoy it, kind of to your point, why hustle in some direction that you're going to hate your life? Like that's not success. That's the opposite of success. That's not Mm -hmm. how you create a rich life. That's the opposite. So make Mm -hmm. sure that you enjoy the process. You may be the talent or the artist, and you have to surround yourself with a great entrepreneur, a great visionary, a great leader, somebody, a great manager or integrator role that can do systems and processes with your talent. Like that's how you make magic happen. So I think the more that you open your mind to what's possible of how to create that machine that can generate income and revenue without you or be okay that you have created a job and you're going to have a lot more control than you just trading time for money, working for somewhere else. Like just know what you're building and make sure that you're happy with the end game. That's the most important part. Yeah. So, so true. I mean, you have to be really honest with yourself too. Like, (laughs) are you right now, you know, self-employed or are you a business owner? Do you have time freedom, financial freedom, you know, creative freedom, or are you, you know, getting brand deals, which technically means you have a job for the brand, (laughs) you know, it's just like, that's the one thing a lot of my friends are like, Oh, I love being an entrepreneur. I'm like, do you really, you're beholden to that brand deal. If they stop, if you stop on the content machine, you're not going to get paid, you know, and that's, I just, I think uh, you're right. It's, it's been a misconception maybe that, that, has been just propelled by social media, but I, I really think it's so important, this topic of, you know, building with the end in mind and being very clear about what role you play in that vision. That's what I'm I'm actually top of mind for me with what I'm doing. Where do I really want to fit? And how can I, again, make sure that I have the lifestyle design a part of my, my intentional business building process? I know you've you've sold multiple companies and and exited and, and, and you mentioned built a rich life, you know, both with philanthropy and impact and, and yes, income is a part of it. And you have a book that you wrote called wealth habits, which is all about, you know, how to actually make, you know, money and the six ordinary steps to just achieve this extraordinary financial freedom. For, you know, the happy hustlers, I highly recommend getting the book, but if we could just, you know, high level, even 30,000 foot view, can you, can you run through those six ordinary steps to create this financial freedom for us? Yeah. So here's the other thing I noticed after coming online, if you will, and I'm using quotes, if you're listening to this and not watching it, I noticed that everyone is looking for a magic bullet, a get rich quick, a, a hack, a fancy, shiny thing. And here's the unfortunate thing. There's no secret to wealth. There's no secret to success. It's a very boring things done over time. But here's the beautiful part. Because they're boring and ordinary, anyone could do them, including a girl that grew up in a trailer on government assistance to two Mm. teenage parents. So anyone, it's here for you. Like 
all it is, is it's kind of like understanding what you need to do and choosing not to do it. That's what I see people doing all the time because they'd rather do something that's quicker, more fun or sexier than just doing the things that we know that work. So building wealth is not that complicated. It's just like business, right? Business, how do we grow our business? If we're looking for growth, not scale, we either increase our in, increase our revenue or decrease expenses. That's it. Personal mm. finance is the same. You either make more, you spend less. And then the key is when you make more, spend less, you have more to invest to create more assets. That's the magic. Like that's truly the magic bullet. And how do we do that? First, we need to grow our way to more wealth because like we said in the beginning of this podcast, what's in here, the think and get rich is only going to get you so far, but it is the first key piece. We got to change what's in your mind and every single thing that mm. anybody listening right here believes about money or wealth right now. Like if you're triggered by this conversation or you're like, I don't even like to talk about finances, it's because everything that you think right now has either been caught or taught from someone else in your environment, from your family, from society, it's time for you to decide what you think about money and wealth and to make a choice if you want to build it or not. And so the first step is really growing our way. Then it's learning. Like self-education is key. How do you learn your way and learn these things that we're not taught? We're taught, you know, states and capitals that we can Google. We're taught about algebra that 99% of us will never use again, unless we want to be a math teacher in high school, but Facts. like, we're never going to use it. Right. But they don't teach us how to balance a bank account. They don't teach us how to reduce taxes. They don't teach us how to actually take your earned income. And instead of spending it, you take your earned income and you invest it. You invest in assets that produce dividends, then you take those dividends and that's what you spend. That one key thing, if you actually do that 10 seconds of what I just blurted out <laughs> and you do that for the rest of your life, you take your earned income, you spend the least of it as you possibly can. You invest it into appreciating assets, not cars, not boats, not all of these fancy things people want to make the world think that they're successful and rich, mm -hmm. but you do the quiet things that the wealth do, that you actually invest in assets that print you money. And then those dividends are able to be at a lower tax basis so that you get to keep more of what you make. You spend that money. That mm. one key piece right there will change the trajectory of not just your own life, but your entire family for generations to come. But most people won't apply it because it's not sexy and fun. Mm -hmm. They'd rather wait to have some cool thing that they hear about on Instagram and try to do that because they feel being busy is being closer to success as opposed to us doing what we know already works. Like this isn't just me, my opinion, my life. This I did 40 years of data research, did one of the largest studies of people that are net worth of $2 million or more to make sure what I believe to be true was actually true. And sure enough, it was. So when we, the second step is learning, you got to learn all of that stuff because we're not taught it. And also realize that there is no shame in that. Like mm -hmm. you're not alone. So regardless of your circumstances of where you grow up, what level of education, what family you came from, 
nobody knows this crap. So you have to learn <laughs> it at some point. Like yep. we're all on the same bus together. It's just whether you get off at the next stop or you keep riding for the next 20 years, hoping that you get social security benefits when you're 65 and then wonder why you no longer have the lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I feel like I got on a little rant there. I apologize, no. but that's, that's the second, that's the second habit is learning your way. So, and, and I mean, I love the rant, keep it coming. The, <laughs> I just want to recap it. So growing our way is like, first and foremost, we got to focus on the mindset piece, right? Like you, you have to make sure that you, you, I think you have to change your money story too, right? A lot of people have self-limiting shackles from early childhood wounds. Yeah. And you, like you said, you're caught, uh, not taught, right? What, what, what yeah. you believe about money. So you have to grow your way, grow your way, then learn your way, really focus on where you can acquire knowledge to be more financially abundant and just where to invest and how to balance your books and read a PL, et cetera. Let's hear the third way. So the third, it goes back to that simple, simple principle. You earn more, spend less. So mm. the third is earning your way to more wealth. How do you earn more money? And people think like maybe it's a raise in their job. Here's the deal. We talk about entrepreneurship all the time. Obviously, I've been an entrepreneur my more of my life than I haven't been. And considering, you know, five of those years was just learning how to read and write, like far more of my life has been an entrepreneur, but I don't glorify the journey. It's not for everyone. Some people aspire to be an entrepreneur and they actually enjoy their job and they realize if you could just switch what you're doing and you can take the money that you're making from your job and earn more on the side, use that money that you're making on the side to invest, which is the next one on investing more your way to more wealth. But if you can do that, you can still make a lot of money and retire rich. Like there's different ways to do it. What I don't like are people who speak in such general ways with no context. It's like you not everybody gets rich just by owning a business. I have, I know of people that tout they have seven figure or eight figure businesses, but they don't make anything. They're broke. They rent their house on the beach. They show you on Instagram. Mm. They just bought a brand new depreciating asset, which was a fancy car to show you that they're rich. Meanwhile, they're making payments at 8% interest. So what you see, the smoke, the mirrors, isn't always really showing you the truth. So make sure if you love your job, and you have a great position, you may be able to earn more by doing some things on the side. And in the book, I basically talk about how to sell services, how to sell yourself, how to sell your stuff. Like sometimes we have assets that there's apps now that we can sell that are just sitting here that we can make money from. Um, You can salvage things. Like it's amazing the ways, again, this is from my super blue collar background. I watched my dad go to, you know, landmines and junk salvage yards and sell things that he got for free. And he'd walk away with thousands of dollars. So there's all kinds of ways that you can do that. And so it's really about earning. And if you have a business, I really break down the four ways that you can grow your business revenue immediately today. And it really takes down all of the flashy things that you hear. And it just breaks them down into these four things. You acquire a new customer, have an, have an existing customer buy from you more frequently, have an existing customer spend more or raise your prices and when to do each and how um, mm. is really another piece. And then from there, we talk about saving your way to more wealth. 
You know, mm. how do you save money? People don't, e we're not even taught that. Like, you know, oftentimes we're, we're taught to want through marketing, the new Louis bag or the shiny Ferrari, but what about investing in the Louis stock? You know, what about yeah. investing in the, the car motor that you like, or the, the fancy thing that you all of a sudden want that everybody wants? I personally would rather get paid every single time I see my friends buying something than me actually buying it and carrying <laughs> yeah. it. So it's a different way to view things. And so we talk about saving through taxes, um, reducing your monthly expenses, how to do it so that you can do the fifth habit, which is invest more, which we mm. need your money to make more money or you'll always be trading time for it. So mm. ways to retire early, ways to retire rich, ways to not continually trade time for money and how to create more assets. And since I've been doing real estate investing since I was 20, 21 years old, starting with my first foreclosure, um, you know, it was $23,000, which was the same price as the car I was going to go buy. I instead bought the foreclosure. The car wouldn't be worth more than 4,000 bucks. The foreclosure has now done 10, 20 X and cash flowed for 20 years. So it talks a lot about that playing the long game and how to trade instant gratification for long-term gains with investing because compound interest is our greatest life's force multiplier, yep. whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's relationships. So we break all that down. And then the last one is, is giving it's contribution. It's, mm. you know, it's a huge piece for me. I created a nonprofit when I was 26, after I accomplished all the goals and all the things and realized, oh my gosh, is this all there is? Like I climbed out of the, the situation I was in. I broke through all of these generational things and like, this is it. And so it talks a lot about my story there and, and why contribution, not just from some fluffy thing, but actually science and data, why it's truly key part of not just, you know, building wealth. If you do it to just build wealth, you, you totally miss the mark. Like if you buy the book because you just want to acquire a bunch of things, like don't buy the book, seriously, like you're going to miss the whole point. It's about building a rich life. And part of that is why we're here. And we're here to give, we're here to contribute beyond ourselves. If we're always looking at what we're going to get. We're never going to be fulfilled and happy. So I didn't want to miss that key, key pillar in the book. And that's the last habit. Wow. I love it. I mean, the secret to living is giving, right? As Tony talks about, really? and you know, these are so powerful. These, you know, six ordinary steps, but they are simple, but not easy, right? Like you, you have to, you have to actually implement it don't just take what candy's saying and just let it go in one year and out the other you got to actually implement it for your own situation i want to run through them again so you have growing your way learning your way earning your way saving your way investing your way and then giving your way to wealth and i highly recommend picking up a copy you can go to candyvalentino.com right to pick up the book you also uh, if you're listening to this as the episode drops, you have something super cool going on. Talk to us about this live workshop you're doing. Yeah. So on Wednesday, January 18th, um, if you're listening to it before this, we're doing a live, it's virtual, so you can attend it anywhere, but it's actually me live teaching in person, just basically the in-depth version of the how-to, right? Because a lot of information we can hear and we can get, but how does this really apply to me where I am right now with what I have? Do you have debt? Do you have, are you, do you have any investments? Like, do, do you not, do you need to make more? Are you overspending? These are all things depending on where you are may need to be addressed first 
before we take some of these actions. So we're really going to dive deep into this workshop and just kind of break it all down for everyone. I have a super simple framework that everyone can follow depending on where they are. Um, but you can find all that out at candyvalentino.com. It's 47 bucks. I want it to be available for everyone. Um, and it's going to be live. There's an option to you know, ask Q and A and things like that. And also just to touch on my whole book, the only reason I can come on these podcasts and tell people to buy it is because it, it all is being donated to charity. So mm. all the proceeds from my book goes to wow. um, several nonprofits that I'm involved in. I even talk about them in the back of the book. So not only will you be getting the information, learning and being able to earn more, but you'll also be contributing by buying the book as well. Wow. I love that. I mean, that's, super amazing that you're giving all the the proceeds away. And, and, you know, I just want to urge the happy hustlers to take action, you know, like just go to Candy Valentino's website and, and we have it all linked up and either get the book or go to the workshop, but do something with this information so that a year doesn't go by and you're wishing you started or two years or 10 years or 20 years, you know, the, the power of compounding interest, as you know, Darren Hardy talks about in The Compound Effect, one of my favorite books, it's like that is either working for you or against you right now. And you have to take action. Now, Candy, I do want to put you through the rapid fire round real quick, and then we'll wrap this interview up. This is where I just ask my guests random questions, and then you answer honestly, first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> favorite food, go. Oh, that's such a tough one. <laughs> See, this is, this is the, I don't do well with these. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Favorite movie. Mm, only because it's recent Four Christmases. <laughs> nice. Favorite book. I'd have to say Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. All right. Favorite workout. Mm, lifting. I'm a weight girl. So lifting weights. What's your spirit animal? I don't have one, but I love them all. So I would have to say dogs. <laughs> Spiritual happy hustle hack, how you connect to a higher power. Um, every single morning before my feet hit the floor, I find five things that I'm grateful for. And so I recite those things and then I do prayer right afterwards. Love it. Best business advice. Mm, gosh, know what you're building, build to exit. Do not build a business that you wake up in 20 years realizing that you created a job that you hate or that you have golden handcuffs on and you're required to show up for. So no right or wrong answer. Just make sure that you're knowing what you're building and doing it with intention. And I just want to leave them with one more thing. There are only four to five times in our lifetime that we will get an opportunity to invest in a down economy and a down market. And what we're about to experience in this year will be one of those times. Don't sleep on it. Whether it's mm. my book, my workshop, whether it's somebody else, doesn't matter to me, but get the information and make sure that it's from somebody who has actually built wealth through experience, not through shiny objects. Always make sure that you're paying attention to where somebody is on their journey before you listen to the information. Are they starting out in their journey? Are they in year one through three? Where exactly are they? And make sure that you pay attention, but don't sleep on this opportunity. There are very few times that we can play down and let the little guy in to build more returns. And this is one of them. Oh, I love it. Candy, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Thank you so much for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom. 
your unapologetic self, your wealth habits with the happy hustlers and myself. Final question. What does happy hustling mean to you? Mm, it's mean doing a life that you love, waking up every day, working hard, but enjoying the journey. Mic drop. Candy Valentino, thanks for watching and listening, y'all. We are out. Peace and love. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance and your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my therapist. Therasage Infrared Portable and Affordable 360 Plus Sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable. And it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast. You can just go to therasage.com and you can just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then Use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually, you know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes so your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Now let's get back to this episode. Real quick, guys, I just want to let you know that my book, The Happy Hustle, 10 Alignments to Avoid Burnout and Achieve Blissful Balance is still available for free, meaning you can actually get the hard copy of my book sent right to your door for basically free. All you got to do is just help out with shipping and handling and we send it right to you. And you can get that at thehappyhustlebook.com. And inside this book, we share with you the soul mapping framework, the selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationship, mindful spirituality, abundance financially, personal development, passionate hobbies, impactful work, and nature connection. All of these 10 different alignments are featured in this book and how you can happy hustle your dream reality. And I'm telling you, this is some of my best work. It's 150 power packed pages, and we are actually going to be doing a new book launch via Amazon and we're going to up the price so it's not going to be free for much longer. But if you want to get it, you can get it now at thehappyhustlebook.com. 
check it out, guys. And once again, I so appreciate you. And I am grateful to be happy hustling on this journey together. Now get out there and happy hustle your dream reality full of that passion, that purpose, and that positive impact. Peace and love, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now, go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.